When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we will discuss a peculiar Angelina Jolie outing. We'll also check in on Britney Spears and Mariah Carey, and it is about time. There are some really amazing items about them. But first, Josh just returned from a week-long vacation. Uh, How was it, Josh? Did you have any celebrity sightings in Cape Cod? No, unfortunately, I... Oh, well... I had one semi, I don't know if this counts as a celebrity sighting, but I know I documented this uh, for you at least on our, uh, via texting you photos. But the first night we were in Cape Cod, we came back from dinner and found ourselves uh, near where we were staying. We heard all this loud music uh, and we decided to check out what was going on. And Isla Brown, do you know her? Okay, so Isla Brown, her dad was Scott Brown, who is still have no idea (laughs) wait but i want to make sure i have it exactly what's right now he's ambassador to new zealand yes right now he's the united states ambassador to new zealand but he was formerly a senator in massachusetts is that right yep all right i have to double check that stuff we're talking politics wikipedia has to be open all right so Scott Brown was the senator of Massachusetts, and he had this daughter, Isla, who was on the fir- one of the first seasons of American Idol, and she was the twelve, you know, eighth or ninth or twelfth or something place finisher. <laughs> the story <laughs> keeps getting grimmer <laughs> at every turn. So, so Scott Brown, so it's kind of a big deal growing up in Boston that like the senator's daughter was on American Idol, you know. And then she didn't end up. <laughs> she and she like I think I think she does some national anthems that Red Sox and Patriots games that kind of thing. So now <laughs> she is trying to pursue a country music career, and she is performing country tunes, but like with some Motown mixed in. And what I really appreciated about her was that she wasn't. Uh, she was pretty self-deprecating and self-aware. And she was singing some original songs. Her boyfriend, who's her producer, came up. I felt like I was in a real life episode of Nashville. Like the 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 producer was this country produ- like hunky country producer. All right, let's get into our non-American Idol related topics. So this oh my god, this Angelina Jolie story is so good. 
I've got, I got weirdly like three different texts about this story this morning and people don't usually text me about non-Royals related stuff anymore related to pop culture, but this story is great. For a story that is literally only 89 words long, like I copied and pasted in word to count, it is incredible. <laughs> Josh, start us off with the headline here because they really leave no mystery. There's no room for imagination after the headline. No, this is full Pulitzer, Man Booker, Shortlist, whatever that book thing is called. <laughs> Angie and the kids left Target because it didn't serve hot dogs. That's the full headline. I mean, it basically is the entire story. It's like a award-winning novel just in a headline, but that's the headline. It's it's really incredible. And actually, we could probably read the whole post because it's like three sentences. <laughs> A page six spy at a Target store in Los Angeles says that on Saturday, Angelina Jolie took her daughter Shiloh and Vivian to the cafe inside, but the family was disheartened to find the location did not serve hot dogs. The kids were disappointed, so they all left, said our man in aisle five. Added the shopping source at the mega market's Eagle Rock location. One weird thing is that Angie was totally bundled up in a big sweater and it was probably 85 or 90 degrees out. That is literally the entire story. Tagged, filed under Angela Jolie, celebrity foodies, celebrity moms. I think it's also just such a weird. What I love about this story, I mean, we'll, we'll get into the hot dogs of it all <laughs> shortly, I'm sure. But the weird turn it takes at the end about the big sweater is so bizarre. Like, this spy what? deserves, like, a promotion at the CIA or wherever the spy works. Like, it's such a specific... The story's about the hot dogs, and all of a sudden we're thrown this weird curveball that she was totally, quote, totally bundled up in a big sweater. Well, you know this page six reporter was like, give us anything else. Okay, so they left because there weren't hot dogs. Literally anything. So they were like, okay... And some and some and somehow the way that page six embeds this detail, they make it sound like they make her wearing the big sweater sound more scandalous than like the Russia Trump like election meddling. Like they make it sound like the most controversial thing that any celebrity has ever done. Like it's just kind of insane. Cause I read this, I was like, oh my God, this big sweater. Like, why? It's not that crazy. I mean, it's Angelina I, Jolie. I feel like she, when is she not bundled up? Yeah, when is sweater? she not wearing some weird black drapey kind of like sweatery, you know, shawl thing? So I don't even, I think it's not even that crazy at all. Josh wrote this up this morning for Vanity Fair and he said, can you imagine being the Target Cafe employee who has to tell Angelina Jolie and her kids that you don't have the food item they want? That's not. Not something you're going to be able to shake off. I feel like if she had approached you, like you know that Target, especially being a super, super location as it is, uh, has hot dogs. They have like some sort of microwave grill in there. I feel like you would have run out like you were on some like grocery supermarket showdown thing and you would have put it together like in five minutes. In the first version of the write-up I wrote this morning, but that got cut, I had a line that I felt if I'm an, if I'm any kind of actually not even just eatery, if I'm any kind of store or corporation in Los Angeles, I'm filling up with hot dogs today because you do not want to be the next brand that gets called out as having Angelina Jolie fleeing your your premises because you don't have the hot dogs she wants. So I don't care who you are, like Kitson or whatever. I don't care what you sell. Like, get hot dogs now. 
because this is a bad this is bad for target if i was target though i would use this as some sort of marketing opportunity well it sounds like they are i, I <laughs> yeah. feel like the power man in aisle five. Oh yeah what, what do you make of our man in aisle five was that a page six joke was that i think it was a page six joke because it's too it's so out of character though for them to have like a little weird cheeky joke like that and if he was in aisle five how could he see the cafe i know that's what was confusing to me also wait i need la expertise here what is what's the connotation of eagle rock is that like a neighborhood or something it's a neighborhood it's kind of near pasadena it's like up east okay it's far out there weird is it near her house it's probably close to her house but it's also a location where you know there's less riffraff people probably aren't bothering her as much as they would at like the west hollywood location got it i i do want to point out if angelina's listening the west hollywood location <laughs> does have hot dogs okay well this brings this not to... that i've had them but i always see them and i'm like who buys those because they have the i don't know when you're checking out and you have to smell hot dog Ugh. so my thing was and this might be this is a shortcoming on my part that i'm not familiar enough with the target food selection but is this a very normal thing that i'm missing like like should target have had hot dogs is that obvious is that like saying mcdonald's didn't have hamburgers or is it like because to me it's like not that I wouldn't have necessarily assumed a Target would have hot dogs, but do I just not know enough about how Target operates? I feel like the West Hollywood location, I I don't think I've seen these cafes at many of them. Usually there's like a Starbucks, but at West Hollywood, they have like popcorn and like nachos. Weird. I guess like if you want to finish up your bargain shopping with some greasy food. I mean, like I know Ikea has those meatballs. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's also, did they did they go to Target strictly for the hot dogs, or do you think they were shopping? It sounds like they went just for the hot dogs. So, so Shiloh and Vivian are like, "Hey, mom, we were we're, we're hungry. Let's get to that Target cafe ASAP for some of those p- hot pipe and hot dogs." Like, there's just something about this that's so strange to me. Have they been to Costco? Do they enjoy Costco hot dogs? Yeah, I don't really see them wandering around shopping. So I think you're right. They probably just went straight there for the hot dogs. But that's so weird. I don't know. If I'm Bon Appetit, I want to be the first person to get like Shiloh, Shiloh's review of all of the Los Angeles hot dog places. No, this really is the perfect story. Also, this spy was was positioned... Like, by chance, by, I don't know, I I want more, I'm trying to understand the logistics here, but I guess we're never going to exactly figure that out. Did the spy, like, call people in Us Weekly and they all passed (laughs) on the story because it was, like, not even two sentences and then page six was like, yeah, we can do something with this. Because most times when I read these sort of things, I I assume it's someone affiliated with, like, in this case, Target, because I assume they want the press. But in this case... I'm not totally sure if you were if right. t- Target would be wanting this story. I mean, it gets Target's name out there, but it's about something they didn't have. And I don't know, Angelina Jolie leaving. So I sort of feel like it wasn't a Target employee. I, I just hope that the family got their hot dogs yeah. somewhere. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, I want I want to hear from someone who's had their hot dogs, actually. That's what I really want to hear from. So if you're out there and have sampled, let us know. From one celebrity unashamed to flaunt their affection for fast food to another. Britney Spears. We haven't talked about Britney in a long time, if ever. 
And I know I was trying to remember. I don't think we have, but this is such an incredible story. I love this. I this was I wasn't really paying too much attention to what was going on in the world or the pop culture world, I should say, when I was in Cape Cod. But this broke through, and I was very, very excited to see it on my vacation. Uh, so essentially, over the weekend, while Josh was listening to Isla. <laughs> With his family, um, <sighs> Britney Spears was on stage in Vegas uh, for a show in her residency. I think it's the Piece of Me residency. I don't know how you and I haven't gone to see this yet. Oh, oh I guess I, I've seen it. Oh, you with who? I've actually been. No, am I making? I like, have I been twice oh to it, or am I making that up? <gasps> no, <laughs> it just gets worse. I feel like I've been cheated on. I've been. It was before. I. It was a long time ago. I want to say, you know, I was working at Vanity Fair, though. I don't know. Anyways, I've been, I've been like a year and a half ago, maybe. Okay, so I guess there were some people in the world that thought that Britney goes to these shows and like performs <laughs> unplugged and like acoustic or something because they were giving her flack for uh, performing with a backup recording, which I feel like most performers do, especially for a show like that. Yeah. And. Brittany hit the stage. She wasn't having any of it. She kind of monologued about all the flack she had been getting. Josh, do you want to do your best? Yes. Brittany? Well, I also want to like preface this with that Brittany famously, as you just said, you know, it's a, it's a high octane show. She's dancing a lot. She's never been known necessarily for her powerhouse live vocals. High octane show. <laughs> you really should be like a music publicist. Yeah. Oh, my clients will be Isla Brown, Britney Spears, and uh, I don't know, Meghan Markle. My point is, is that like this never seemed to be that big controversial of a thing. It's like, yeah, Britney lip syncs. You know, that's not necessarily the reason most people are going to see her in Vegas. They're going because it's such a fun show. You sing along to all the words. You have a few drinks, whatever. But Britney recently i guess this has like come to her attention and it seems to really bother her and it's just kind of i kind of love it because i feel like this is really getting under her skin and we're seeing this kind of spark and sass from her that we haven't seen in a while um and like recently oh you have it in here actually yeah she recently she kind of like talked about that she doesn't like people think she doesn't but she actually does sing live and she was like very emphatic about that and she went off Mike, I guess, to sing Happy Birthday at a concert like a month ago. And it was beautiful. I listened to it twice. Um, it, was a good, it was a great, it was, I think it was in Singapore. It was like this amazing rendition of Happy Birthday. So she's been, this has been all been building, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. That's my preface. So this is what she said on stage, live mic on, I guess, Saturday. So I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, right? This morning I woke up and I was like, there's a lot of things going on in the world and stuff. But basically, I looked and I was like, you know what? The press and the media, my whole life, you know, it's really crazy. One minute they tear you down and they're really horrible. And the next minute you're on top of the world, you know? I've never really spoke about it, you know? And I'm a Southern girl. I'm from Louisiana. I'm from the South and I like to keep it real. So I just want to make sure I keep having you mother effers something to talk about, okay? I'll note here that she says having you, but people have assumed she meant giving you. And that was the whole speech. And and as you point out here, the visual, she's wearing these kind of like black. And the, the outfit was crazy. It's like super, I don't even know, dominatrixy. It was like these fishnet stockings and the kind of like leotard wrap thing. But the speech is great. 
the speech is great because it's like, what is she saying here even? But it's it's super fiery the way she delivers it. And you kind of get the gist. You get everything you need to know. But it I don't I don't understand why she brings in the fact that she's like Southern <laughs> and from Louisiana. Is Bonnie Raitt also Southern? I don't know. I guess it's like, yeah, she likes to keep it real. And, and I guess this is all sort of like an oblique way of referencing the lip syncing controversy. But I was unclear about that. Because she's like, I'm, you know, I was reading stuff in the press and seeing all the stuff going on in the world, but then the transition into her, it's just an interesting, there's a lot happening here. I think we need like some scientists on this or something. And then she goes right into Bonnie Raitt, something to talk about, which is, and, and which delivered, did you listen to it, Julie? It's delivered quite I well. Did. What did you make I of, did. and what did you make of the vocals? I wasn't hashtag shook <laughs> as much as the people who were there in the audience uh, kind of posting it on Instagram as they were, but I thought it was really great. I love Sassy Britney. I'll take more Sassy Britney any day of the week. It reminded me of, remember when Beyonce um, was called out for lip syncing, so oh yeah performing at the super bowl so she like walked into the press room and sang the star spangled banner oh my gosh i had totally forgotten about that but that was amazing and then she just like sang it live for everyone in the press room right right and i kind of like the idea that this to me is like so nonsensical like we're gonna bonnie rate something to talk about <laughs> i mean i guess it she succeeded we are talking about it right now but i just good point idea, good like, point <laughs> I feel like you and I should both respond to any sort of criticism about whatever by just like breaking into a live rendition of Bonnie Raitt something. I know. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna shout. I just want to make sure I keep giving you mother, I like <laughs> something to talk about. I feel like it's very. Um, it, she's really the transition from that, like the press tearing her down and then building her up into like. But you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing is kind of great and inspiring. I know. It's like the Britney gospel. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I'm just giving you guys something to talk about. I love it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. So from one music goddess to another. Wow, that's beautifully. We're just <laughs> our, our cha we're championing everyone today. Spirit of positivity. Right. No bad energy. Oh my god. I was going to buy you a shirt in Cape Cod and I forgot. This is like the most annoying thing. It's like uh, when people say they got you a present, but I'll, I'll find it online and buy it for you. What is it? What's the shirt? It says good vibes only on it. And it, rem it reminded me of a tigism. I thought you were going to say it was at Isla's merch table. <laughs> no, but I want, I want that's for myself. I'm not gifting that stuff to anybody. All right. Mariah Carey. I actually don't. Oh, right. So she, this is also from page six. There's so many parallels and intricacies. This is like a lost episode. So <laughs> Mariah so yeah, I was confused about the premise of this. Were you not surprised that Mariah Carey invited a Page Six reporter to her dressing room at Madison Square Garden? Like, why did she do that? I don't know. If you're Mariah Carey and you want to have a real talk, which is what she proceeded to do with someone backstage, why Page Six? Raised a lot of questions. It doesn't really... It feels like somehow they had some sort of... Uh, 
exclusivity deal with them or something like they have the publicist owed them this or something because it's just too bizarre otherwise and the writing is so good i feel like a lot of people rag on page six in the post but they're really doing god's work oh yeah with the angelina story in this so the sentence um at madison square garden on saturday carrie exclusively told us in an all-white room filled with joe malone candles amazing detail those candles are like at least $70 a piece. I just feel like I'm a regular human being and I deserve the same respect as anybody else. I have always had low self-esteem and people do not recognize that. Okay, so this is kind of the top of the article. So there's absolutely no lead into this, no context. So if you, like me, don't follow Mariah Carey News, like you are just <laughs> dropped in here lost. Wait, I also need to point out that in the in like the script of this where she's putting in the quotes, Julie just follows up that quote with a, like a slew of 18 uh, question marks and exclamation points, which is really all that one can respond to that with. <laughs> but she added, I can't measure what type of respect I deserve. I really can't. Mm. And then... Josh, you think she can? I mean, it seems like she's kind of <laughs> measuring it now. Yeah, she's... right. <laughs> so then the post goes on to like reference a review of her show, which makes it sound incredible. One review called her uh, Madison Square Garden set a bizarre yet entertaining hour, while another praised its full schmaltz escapism with Carrie sitting on a throne as a team touches up her makeup and being carried around by hunks. Can you imagine paying like $100 essentially to see Mariah Carey get touched up by her makeup team and then being just like carried around on thrones? Can I have just that though and not the concert? (laughs) Like I don't want the rest of it. I just want to watch her get the makeup touch up and get carried around. Like I don't need anything else. Also, I want someone to review us on iTunes now with it's a bizarre yet entertaining hour. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to be praised for our full schmaltz escapism. I feel like we deserve that review. So I hope someone gives it to us. And I just love that after charging her thousands of fans, however many like (laughs) thousands, millions of dollars, again, to watch her get her makeup touched up on stage, she's complaining about not getting more respect to a page six reporter. And and, and kind of asserting that she's a regular human being. Like this could not be, I kind of love that in Brett Mariah. I feel like, I don't have any facts to back this up, but I think she always seems to be speaking about how she's just so normal, but in the, and it's always in the context of like the most abnormal, bizarre thing ever, but she kind of wants to steadfastly adhere to this idea that she's somehow one of the people. It's kind of amazing. Well, she goes on to give a few details on how she really used to be one of the people. Josh, I'll let you take it to the passage. Oh, my God. Before she made it, I remember it not being easy getting a record deal, making demos in the middle of the night, sleeping on the floor in the studio, being broke with no food. Jeez. Uh, the G's was all Josh, not Mariah. <laughs> my my go-to meal was Newman's own sauce. Me and my friend would split the pasta and sauce for like a week. Or was it like a bagel and iced tea? The guy would give it to me at the deli for free? 
wait, wait. And I, <laughs> like what is going on here? Also, I want, I want to point out that Newman's own is in brackets. So she didn't say that like in the sentence. So what does this mean? Did the reporter follow up after? And were they like, what kind of pasta sauce though? Like Josh, what does this mean? Also the sentence. So the sentence she said was my go-to meal was sauce. Like that's bonkers. But Does she know how like <laughs> I want little throw pillows. Are. I want little throw pillows of all these quotes we're hearing today. I want a throw pillow of the hot dogs line from Angelina. I want a throw pillow of Britney's little rant. And then I definitely want my go-to meal with sauce. Can we can we market those on some sort of like saucepan or something? Yeah, how okay, so it says so she said my go-to meal was sauce. Then they insert Newman's own in brackets. And I don't, I just can't believe they're following up. You don't follow up with Mariah Carey. I feel like you get your one shot at each question. So I assume <laughs> my, gu- my guess is that they followed up with the publicist or her assistant. And I was like, hey, we want to run this thing about how she only ate sauce when she was coming <laughs> up. But then it's confusing because she says me and my friend would split the pasta and sauce. So there was pasta involved. I just love that like she's almost sounds like some like robot who was never i don't know had spaghetti right that's the thing it's like this almost the 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 fact that she's talking about pasta and sauce and bagels in this kind of very detached curious way just makes you realize even more that there was no way this was ever the case but who knows maybe she really has changed and we're just not you know we're not we're not we weren't there when she was coming up i guess and I just like bagel and iced tea. It's so specific. <laughs> oh, this last quote. This this last quote is great too. These days, I'm working on a new fragrance. I don't have a name, I guess, for the fragrance, but it is with Elizabeth Arden. It smells like success. There is also a secret song I have been working on. These like people say, like I just can't even imagine her saying these things. I I hate to say it, but it seems like Mariah's like a little lazy these days. Between like not having the energy to name her fragrance and like get out of her throne and like have her makeup applied before she gets on stage, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Do we think that the fact that you see her makeup get applied on stage is because she doesn't show up with enough time for them to do it before, or that it's part of the? kind of vision of the show that you're seeing the makeup touch-ups happen. That's my question. Also, it smells like it smells like success feels sort of lazy too. I feel like she would usually give us something a little more bonkers and it smells like success. Right. I feel like she has never actually encountered the fragrance, so she can't give specifics <laughs> yes. like rose or orange. So it smells like success. And she, and she, and she can't really hint at a name because she doesn't actually know what it smells like yet. I feel like that's what's definitely going on here. But there was another interview she did with Paper Magazine because I guess she just wrapped up her Vegas residency and it is bananas. <laughs> Wait, I haven't I haven't read that yet. What what is the Oh, we have one of the highlights here. Great. This is this is the best highlight. Paper magazine, the reporter asks, if your friend was going to Las Vegas for the first time, besides seeing your wonderful show, are there other things you would suggest they do? Okay. Mariah's answer. Again, 
if your friend was going to Las Vegas, what would you suggest they do? Mariah's answer. Well, if they have kids, they should take them to the dentist that my kids go to because it's a kid's dentist and they have all the games there. I'm sitting here waiting to go to the dentist. Like, let me get to Vegas so I can get to the dentist. <laughs> Paper magazine. I can't imagine many people would recommend going to Las Vegas for a dentist. Mariah. Darling, you've got to take care of your teeth. Darling, you've got to take care of your teeth. That's amazing. Julie, that's so good. That, I also want that written somewhere. I think the moral of the story today is that we need to check in with Mariah and Brittany. More often. I know. I feel like Mariah is constantly delivering. Like, I think we actually probably should have figured out a way to get... I should have gone to her Madison Square Garden show. I guess I wasn't here. But I think we have to be, yeah, we have to be monitoring her more because she really does deliver. Darling, you've got to take care of your teeth. That's a good point. I haven't been to the dentist in a really long time. Maybe that's what we need to do. We have to have a weekend in Vegas. We'll check out Mariah's dentist. We'll stop by, <laughs> we'll stop by Brittany's show. Maybe we'll see what Celine Dion's doing or whatever. Also, like, Mariah would be the worst at playing uh, Family Feud because I feel like her, where her brain goes when she answers questions is not where anyone else, else is going with it. Yeah. This is really, I, I, oh my God. And also we can only have Newman's own sauce while we're in Vegas. That's going to be part <laughs> of the deal. <laughs> we're going to really do a Mariah style weekend. Incredible. Love it. I, I'm in such good spirits hearing these stories. Everyone's so great. <laughs> from one throne to another, from one royal to another. Mm. We've got Prince Harry. We, we can't end an episode without touching in. So this is a good, this, this is one of the stories where it answers a question I feel like you didn't even know you had. Because I guess I never really had thought much about Meghan flying to London and how we never really see paparazzi photos of her whenever she visits Harry there, because presumably she's, you know, if she's flying commercial, she doesn't have a private jet, but she gets into Heathrow, and I was, I guess I never really thought much about it, but you don't see her in general photograph very much in London, but you definitely don't see her at the airport, and you think you might. So then I, there were these stories over the weekend explaining how Harry helps make sure Megan isn't seen. So Julie, do you want to explain? I guess I always just like pictured him driving his own car, you know, pulling off the side of the road, like yeah. pushing in with his like cell phone games until she like lands and then he pulls up. But the Metro claims that Harry has like the most baller uh, pickup move. He, he is able to finagle it so she doesn't have to go through the whole passport line and customs. She's somehow able to do all of that security on the plane. So then she is able to just get off off the plane when they land. And Harry has his car waiting there on the tarmac. Like this is an episode of like mm -hmm. Pretty Woman or something. And he's, I picture him like, you know, reaching out through the sunroof, waving to her. Uh, but the Metro says, Harry has a police escort on the tarmac and his black Audi RS6. He is accompanied by a bodyguard with a people carrier following behind. What does that mean? Is that like a golf cart? I have no idea. 
We need our Brit- we need British U- help. We need our Bridget- British correspondents to help us on that one. Megan usually only carries hand luggage, which believe us, we know after seeing those photos of her uh, deplaning in Africa. Yes. If she does check a suitcase into the hold, it is to put on last so it can be located as quickly as possible. Josh, I expect this full treatment when I land in New York next week. I was already planning. I'm having, you're going to go through all your security. Actually, well, I, the thing that's craziest to me about this is that they can do the security on the plane. Like, I didn't know that was even an option. I mean, I guess it isn't for anyone else. But that to me no. sounds so chic. That's more to me chic than, I don't know, getting a table service that I don't know. It's just like, that's very crazy to me. How do they do that? Because can you imagine, like, if you're on a plane with Meghan Markle and you see her, like, giving her passport and going through all these things, like, I would be kind of enraged. I would demand the same service. Yeah, and I wonder just physically how that happens. Like, does she stand up? Does someone come to her seat? Is this what, like, can Jennifer Lawrence and Taylor Swift and people like that do this too? Like, I don't get how... This is, is this like a trick of the trade that we've just never known about for these high profile celebs? I, I think that's the case because when I was on the plane to Sundance, Will Smith was on there and someone just came. Oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't you not? Ended. Yeah. And you didn't see him get off, right? Yeah. It wasn't like an international uh, flight, obviously, but someone came and just like escorted him off, of course, leaving Jessica Chastain. Oh, right. To, to do it on her own like the rest of us would. But yeah, I don't know. I am definitely going to prep this for you when you arrive next week. I also feel like it is kind of, well, I never, I'm always confused about how easy it is for these celebrities to get private jets, but it's kind of like he can't just fly her in his own plane or something. It's true. Does he have a private jet, Prince Harry? They must have access to, to some something, sort of. right? But then someone was recently telling me that like when Kim Kardashian flies on a private jet, it's only because she's Instagramming. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like you get it. Right. Just no problem if you're Kim Kardashian. It's like, no, you have to, like, still figure out a way to figure out how to get one. Or in, or in Kylie Jenner's, the first, I, I'm embarrassed to say, I watched the first episode of Kylie Jenner's reality show. And she, one of the big plot points revolves around how that she can't fly commercial anymore because she's too anxious to go to the airport. So, oh my gosh! So, so, a, so a major plot point is around get, figuring out how to get her a private plane to go from, I think, LA to Sacramento. But then, but but even that to me, my takeaway was just like, oh, it's interesting to me that like Kylie Jenner can always fly private. I don't know. It's like an interesting little celebrity niche. But now we know how Megan does it, and to our actually to like the Daily Mail probably more than anyone's disappointment because it means we don't get to see her when she's getting off the plane though we know she would look immaculate in some sort of like fedora and you know her blazer and god knows what she what she'd be like her fresh flowers that she'd be holding that would somehow still be fresh even though she had just flown across the country uh, world all right I don't know if we have any listeners who work for airlines but if so let us know if you have any Intel yeah let us know how this process goes also I'm surprised you know what else I'm surprised about because you're right this probably causes something of a commotion on the plane if someone hasn't recognized Megan when they start coming when the officials start coming out to check her through customs before they get off like when you think someone would tweet it or 
take a photo. Oh, that's a good call. Take a photo. I guess she's probably in first class, so maybe people are more refined up there. You know, if we were there, we'd be like brides- <laughs> bridesmaid style, like Kristen Wiig jumping into the first class cabin. <laughs> like they'd have to like restrain us back in handcuffs. <laughs> Uh, they'd have to like do a whole new security regimen then all right well Megan is a great place to end I think as always so that does it for this week's episode thank you guys so much for listening through this journey through pop stars and royals alike <laughs> and Isla Brown <laughs> Please remember, please remember to review us and please review us with the exact words of that Mariah review. I would really like that. Yes. Also feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss any of these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm Jay Duboff. We also have an Instagram, In the Limelight Pod. This episode was produced and edited by Jordan Bell. Thank you to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you next week. And until then, no bad energy.